Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Flame On. This is Brian the Bear. I have the question sitting right in here next to me. And on our magic skype phone we have David Reddish from the amazingly, uh, well, semi-true story of uh, <laughs> sex, drugs, and superheroes. Howdy, David. What's going on, guys? We are excited to have you on. Yeah, thanks for coming. Um, uh, it's my pleasure. It's awesome. Uh, we have, uh, I've certainly been following uh, a little bit about your stuff since uh, that was announced. And then uh, some of our listeners may also know that you were responsible for Shit Gay Geeks Say. That's right. That's true. And that is you doing your best riff on that whole meme, which, though it was late to the party, I still think it's one of my favorites. But Oh, well, thank you. You know, I was late to the party, and it still keeps me from getting dates. So what can I say? Uh, <laughs> Put it all online, and then, you know. Uh, now, 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 in truth, have you actually had someone say, oh, my God, dude, you're that guy? Yeah. Oh, my God. I have, actually. <laughs> uh, awesome. And this is funny. It's I called to book my hotel room for Comic-Con, and I have some back channels that I use there. And I called the concierge and gave her my name, and, Oh my gosh, you're that guy crying about the Ewoks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, great. This is the indelible mark I've left on society that I'm the guy bawling about Ewoks on YouTube. Oh, well, it's adorable, so don't don't feel bad. I'm sure it'll pay off for, for you in some ways down the road. I don't know. <laughs> the furries are going to love it. Oh, oh, God, we got some furry listeners out there, too. We uh, do. Okay. Um, so... So that's, of course, out there on YouTube. Please check it out if you haven't. You guys are missing out. Uh, and it's actually up on the Flame On um, Facebook page. We posted that, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago-ish. Anyway, uh, let's hear about the book because this is something very timely to when we're recording this. We were actually recording this on the Sunday before Comic-Con in San Diego. And this book, uh, I get, is very much to do with some of your experiences at uh, other San Diego cons, is that where this kind of draws from? or? Yeah, and, oh gosh, you guys are going to get me in trouble with the first question. <laughs> okay. You don't, have to, uh, you don't have to admit what's true. Well, you know, it, it's based, yeah, it's based on my experiences at Comic-Con, and it's, in, you know, it's definitely informed by, by things I've experienced and my friends have experienced and sort of seen and done. Um, nobody, nobody in the book is, like, based on a single person none of the characters are based on a single person um and you know not all the events happen to all the same people and not all of them happen all at the same time that's sort of rearranged for like dramatic effect but uh it, yeah it, it's 
it's not so much factual as it is, I suppose, uh, true in spirit to what the experience of Comic Con is like. So, okay, well, that's well, fair well enough. Said, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you dance, you dance beautifully around that. <laughs> Thank um, you. Well, like any good writer, I mean, a lot of it's drawn on personal experience and things that you've read about, and it's all big one collage of stuff. So, um, uh, I don't know. Let's see. What I've never been to San Diego. I admit, I know Q has. We just came back from Heroes Con, which is nothing like San Diego, I'm sure, but still, lots of fun. Yeah, there's actually a lot going on in this book. What's the what's the, like the tagline? It's sex, drugs, and superheroes: colon. There's more to uh, it. The subtitle, it's a savage journey into a wretched hive of scum and supervillainy. Nice. There you go. And that paints a more accurate picture, I think, <laughs> of San Diego Comic-Con well, and, and it, what kind of stuff the book goes into. It's a great Star Wars quote, at least. I mean, you know, <laughs> just, just... Well, it's a multiple illusion. I mean, you got half of it, but I have yet to meet anyone that has actually gotten both pieces. So. Huh. Oh, there's another one. or the other. Well, say it again. They get one or the other. It's two different, uh, two what different is, illusions. What is the tagline again? Into a wretched hive of scum and supervillainy. Yeah, I don't the get the other one. Journey. The, it's the savage part. The uh, savage journey. It's actually it, it, well enough. I tell you, the earliest working title for this book was "Fear and Loathing at Comic Con." That may give you a tip off. Oh, nice. Okay, it's a Hunter Thompson thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Thompson and Gonzo journalism. You know, going back to your earlier question about how much of it's true, how much of it really happened. It, you know, Gonzo journalism. Not all those things happened to Hunter Thompson, but it was sort of being true to the spirit of what he experienced. You know, he was yeah. writing fiction, but it was it was sort of suggested by real life. So very cool. Yeah, no, I totally missed that, and I love Hunter Thompson, so I uh, I feel shamed. <laughs> so um, let's dive right into it with. Um... Well, first of all, um, you gay. Um, yeah. <laughs> or, I'm, I, or, or, you know, as the great Margaret Show would say, I'm just slutty. Nice. Um, I'll um, do anything, whatever. So, yeah, so but for the book, would you say um, it's only for gay people? Oh, no, of course not. It, I mean, it, 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 I'll tell you what, most of our listeners are, are straight people, so... Um, well, you should so so pitch it. What 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 would a straight reader find from this from your book? Well, I mean, the, you know, the main characters, you know, are there are many straight men, uh, characters in the book. One of the characters many. is called Straightness. Yes, uh, Winter <laughs> King, uh, also known as Straightness, um, who is a, a major major character in the book, and uh, Kate Schuster, who of course is you know the straight fangirl. Uh, of the story um, Sex, Drugs, and Superheroes it's funny people always ask me about the sort of gay connection with superheroes and I don't think there's so much a gay connection as there is the feeling of being an outsider or being a freak or just being weird and that to me was more what uh, was pushing me when I was writing it that was the spirit and the idea that I sort of went in with um, and so the main, you know, Liquid, the, the narrator is gay, partially because I am gay myself, but also because, you know, if, if you're going to tell a story about being an outsider, you have to start with the ultimate outsider. So therefore, Liquid has to be gay because he just has to be so weird, you know, and, and such a reject from outside society that um, that that Comic-Con, finding Comic-Con and the sense of community that, that he achieves there is is what makes it so special. So... Yeah, his main character's name is it Liquin? 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 Liquin. Liquin Sonos? Yeah. Liquin Sonos. I feel like 
he got his name from like a sacred Latin text. And... <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, Sonos is the Greek god of dreams. And so, you know, if this is sort of inspired by my memories and my feelings about uh, Comic-Con, then, um, you know, it, it is sort of a dream. Uh, but uh, Liquin, I don't know where the name Liquin came from, honestly. Uh, it was, he was just there one day. You know, I was laying in bed, staring up at my ceiling, and all of a sudden he was there, and that was what I was able to actually write the book. I'd been trying to write it for years and couldn't get through the, you know, the prologue. So, um, but when I found Liquin, I mean, I found the rest of the story. It just kind of came along, so. So speaking of, of people in your book, what, um, Sigourney Weaver <laughs> has, a big, has a big presence in your book. Could you, could you sort of tease that out and talk about that a little bit and where that came from? St. Sigs of the Weave? Yeah, I mean, she is, <laughs> St. Sigs of the Weave, there is nobody cooler than Sigourney Weaver. I mean, it just, there isn't. I mean, there, there's never been a cooler woman. There's never been a cooler man. There's never been, you know, she's such an amazing actress. She has so many great geeky films. I mean, she's sort of, you know, she she's often an outsider herself, but she's tough. She's a survivor. That's what we geeks are. We're survivors in a world full of really boring people. So, so, so uh, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but certainly what... Give us an idea of what role she plays. Is it like a figment? Is it a real like presence? What what kind of role uh, does she play? It, it is a presence. I think the idea of Sigourney, um, and this comes from personal experience, certainly, the idea of her being St. Sigs of the Weave, uh, there's just something classy about her. Um, and but and there's a certain intelligence along with the toughness that I think uh, all geeks admire and sort of aspire to. She's sort of a, a spiritual icon uh, for the characters, I would say, and for many geeks in real life, certainly. So, does she play like a almost like a a, a Wong Fu role in the uh, story? Like, you know, <laughs> she she's there in spirit always, and she is sort of this unattainable the, or attainable goal. But you know, yes, the the Julie Newmar yes. Wong Fu, yeah, that's Aww. definitely a good way of putting it. Okay, so, okay, I feel um, you. That on many levels, that's true. Yeah, cool. And uh, yes, and go ahead and touch on some other things that are in the book because it's just like one crazy kind of thing after another. And like, well, what are some highlights you want to uh, tell people about? Oh gosh, well, I, I'd rather they read it and find out. Um, Tease them with but... something that like grabs them and makes them rush out and buy the book. There's an orgy. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a geek orgy um, that 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 I'm not going to you know, describe in detail. It needs to be read to be believed. Um, uh, that's a lot of fun. It, you know, it covers uh, the sort of um, the, I don't want to say infestation, but sort of the, the conquest of Comic-Con by Hollywood and the tension that exists um, between all these people who, you know, these creative people who are struggling themselves and who certainly admire the Hollywood establishment, but kind of resent it too, because it's like, this is our time for, for us and you're stealing it away now. So, yeah, I like uh, that. That's that's actually something I've, and this is why I again, San Diego has never had that allure because it has become so much about Hollywood. Well, um, it's, it's true, and I think it's 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 certainly happening to the other conventions too, to ApeCon, to WonderCon, which you know the sister convention uh, of Comic Con. Um, uh, it, it's just. It, it, with, with comic book movies and superhero movies uh, and these adaptations sort of getting a higher degree of credibility, 
um, and, and you know, enormous box office receipts. Have you guys seen the numbers on Spider Man? I mean, it's yeah. insane. Or yeah, on didn't Avengers, it just get like, like 140 just this weekend? Just this weekend. I think. Oh, total with probably the weekend and then the during the week, yeah. Because yeah, it did thirty five opening night, I think. Yeah, yeah I mean, it was it was pretty freaking huge considering it's a reboot that nobody really wanted. But right. I'm glad they did it because I actually think it's the best of all the Spider Man movies. <gasps> uh, I've heard many not. people. Oh, we're say gonna go that. on a tangent real quick because I definitely think Spider Man Two is the best, but I definitely love this new one and I can't wait to see. You know, it looks like they planned out a whole trilogy and or even more instead of just Certainly. one by I, one. I, yeah, I, I think they, they certainly know where they're going with it. Um, you know, obviously bringing Gwen into it. And I, and I don't want to spoil the movie, you know, for, for listeners who haven't seen it. But um, uh, bringing Gwen Stacy into it is a brilliant move, you know, not in a Spider-Man 3 kind of way, but in a, for those of us that knows what happens to Gwen, um, there are actual stakes. Part of my problem with Superman, uh, Superman, excuse me, Spider-Man Two, is that you know nobody is going to get killed. I mean, you know Mary Jane has to survive. You know Aunt May has to survive. You know Harry has to survive because they're like obligatory. If you have Uncle Ben and you have Gwen Stacy and you have Captain Stacy and you have these sort of other characters that may not be as integral to the story beyond Spidey himself, who is destined to survive, of course. Um, there's a chance that the status quo really could be, you know, screwed by the end. That he really could have to face some actual pain, which was, you know, there was never any dramatic tension for me in the in the Raimi movies. You always knew everything was going to be okay at the end yeah. because he didn't have the balls to kill off a main character. Right. Uh, Yo, somebody and, died in the Raimi movie. That one well, guy. Well, Uncle Ben died. Harry well, died, died in the third one. In the third one, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I do think it was pretty ballsy to have a Spider movie, Spider-Man movie with no Mary Jane and no J. Jonah Jameson. J. Jonah's uh, not in it at all. No, and no, and no Bruce Campbell cameo. Can you believe well, thank it? Thank heaven for that. Hey. <laughs> but but it is so distracting by the end. Um, uh, it, it is the, the the big problem to me with the new Spider-Man movie is that they can't do anything that Raimi did. So just because they don't want to be compared to him. Uh, and that's understandable, but then the things that Raimi actually did very, very well, they kind of have to back away from. Like James, Joe Jameson, you know, J.K. Simmons, you know, was terrific in that role. Yes. Um, you know, Mary Jane, they never gave her anything to do in the Raimi movies except stand there in a wet t-shirt, and it's not the wet t-shirt <laughs> I object to, it's sure. just, you know, that she's worthless. And Kirsten Dunst is a good actress, so why not give her something to do? Yeah. Uh, they never did. Um... And, uh, you know, that, granted, Raimi was doing this 10 years ago, so it wasn't a foregone conclusion that there was going to be a Spider-Man 2 or 3 or 4, you know, or whatever, so he couldn't quite plan it out in the way these guys, have, you know, no doubt planned out their series. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it, Gwen Stacy, as played by Emma Stone, is far more interesting and, and far more compelling a character than Mary Jane ever was, so. Cool, well, I've heard... If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good things. But um, so let me ask you a question that... uh. <laughs> Uh, I, do, you, do you read Bleeding Cool at all? Ain't it cool news? No, not ain't it cool. Bleeding cool. Bleeding cool. I don't believe I have. Uh, it's sort of sort of a spiritual successor to ain't it cool in a sense, but it's nowhere near as uh, reputable, certainly as uh, ain't it cool has become. <laughs> uh, so Bleeding Cool that may does. Be a good thing. I don't know. Well, yes and no. Like it's good and it's anyway. Bleeding Cool is the comics kind of insider rumor rag, if you will. It's like if Gawker did a comic book. Uh, site okay um one of the things they post that i find hilarious and entertaining every time there's a major con is the craigslist personals postings as found during the con oh god (laughs) so you can imagine um some of the things uh they're kind of interesting um i'm not going to ask if you have ever frequented uh, or seen any of the craigslist postings certainly i i, I have not i well, want to answer that and declare that now. I never have. <laughs> well i suggest you read this article when it comes out it is fascinating because it's not just gay it's gay and straight and it's not all salacious i mean some of it's pretty straight up for you know straightforward but they do get the best of the best and so going along with your theme of you know sex drugs and superheroes you know at, at comic-con one of the things you, know, you certainly have to acknowledge is a lot of horny people at a convention doing stupid things. And uh, I've certainly heard of stories from like Dragon Con in Atlanta that can be kind of crazy. And I'm sure in your book, like you kind of alluded to, there's some there's some craziness there. But uh, yeah. but yeah, what are the what are the postings like? It says like uh, Robin looking for Batman bring you, must bring utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> if only uh, a lot of them are like you know straight looking for like the like they'll go to the con or whatever and they'll see someone it's kind of like that whole were you such and such or if you're yeah misconnection yeah yeah yeah, like looking for saucy wonder woman yeah (laughs) yeah yeah hot uh cat girl or cat woman that i saw you know you wearing princess leia slave gear me wearing spock shirt from 1982 (laughs) backpack and torn up jeans glasses (laughs) nice well, anyway, so you haven't seen that. Let's but... do a mind meld later. <laughs> oh. Um, hmm. 
Hmm. So, uh, I don't know. What else? Uh, I want to ask. Please. A, uh, with all the craziness and sort of fun that goes along in your book, it actually takes sort of a like a dark turn for Liquin. And yeah. that was unexpected as I was reading it. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you, like, what was your decision to... It's, this isn't, like, a fluffy book. This gets into, like, serious, um, you know, some serious territory. And so what, what yeah. was your, like, creative decision, like, behind that? Uh, that's a great question. Um, and, and one of... I, I think the big thing was that, um, you know, it, it. I sort of treated it like a superhero movie in that, you know, the, the fluffy ones, you know, are, are fine, but they need to be about something deeper. And one of the recurring themes, one of the things they talk about in the books so much is comic books are American mythology. They are our equivalent of Zeus and Hera and Jupiter and Thor, you know, Thor, you know, as it were. Uh, so it needed to have a deeper level. But I think the other thing is that so many geeks, and certainly the character of Liquin... Um, well, and it's true of Windsor and Brigham and Kate and, you know, all the main characters, they're creative people, and that's not always an easy thing to be, um, especially when you're surrounded by extremely successful people that you admire. There's something cool about being able to interact with them, but it's also a reminder of, oh, hey, I'm not that successful and cool like they are. Um, so, you know, he... Liquid had to go through this existential crisis because it, it's much more. Oh gosh, now I'm rambling. It, it, how do I explain it? He, it needed more to it. It can't just be a journal of Comic Con. I mean, you because you can read that on any website. It had to be somebody's personal story, and in order to have a real story, you have to have someone that goes through a change that has to, you know, sort of face their own destiny and then, you know, face the, um, the forces of, of change. Uh, and so that's, that's just what he had to do. And I felt like in order to be honest to that, in order to be true to the character that I'd set up, it had to go that dark um, because that's who he is. If that makes sense. No. Yeah. Right on. Right on. It's the hero's journey. I like yes, in I tights. like that that this book in itself is is like a superhero story. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they, they all you know they all have their dark moments and their dark places, um, and this one is you know much more considerably it's considerably lighter than um, I've already I've been asked to do another one. I don't know uh, if it's going to happen or not, but if if it ever happens. Um, it's going to be a much, much darker book. Ooh. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I feel like, you know, every trip provides you with copious amounts of material. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, anything to comic on. I mean, hell, there's so much that's happening there. Um, and obviously, you know, it, it's it's all all over the book. I mean, um, you know, the, the way that Comic-Cons change, the way that the characters are changing. Yeah. Um, and the way they have to confront their own future. So, what are you? Um, so you're going, of course, to Comic Con coming up, right? Yes, I will be there all week, uh, Wednesday to Sunday. I am signing Friday at cool. two um, at the Prism Comics booth, which I believe is twelve forty-one, something like that. Two o'clock. I will be signing. We have limited edition copies of. Um, Limited edition uh, print copies of Sex, Drugs, and Superheroes with special commemorative Comic-Con art. 
that will be uh, on sale there, and a portion of the proceeds will actually go to help young, uh, struggling gay writers. So that are not me. <laughs> awesome! That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, now, what are you like? I know when Q went one year, we kind of he said, "Well, here's what I'm planning to go to coming up." What uh, What are you most excited about um, seeing there? <laughs> well, besides your signing, of course. I mean, what else are you really uh, excited well, the, about? The uh, the Disney panel looks terrific this year uh, with uh, Oz the Great and Powerful, um, uh, and I know they're doing something special on the new Tron television series, which I'm a huge Tron fan, so I'm oh. really excited about that. Bruce Boxleitner is going to be there. <gasps> oh, uh, my favorite. At some favorite. point, he became ultra cool. I don't know exactly when it happened, but Bruce is ultra cool. Bruce so. has always been cool. I mean, I'm a Tron freak. I mean, I, you probably won't find too much of a bigger Tron fan. And Babylon Five, so yeah. To say Bruce has always been, you know, he has a special place in my heart. I saw him at MegaCon. I had a moment. Yeah. He was a lot cockier in person than I ever oh, thought really? he would be. <laughs> but I mean, he was funny, but he was cocky, and I'm just like, dude, you know, you're Bruce Boxleitner. You shouldn't be so cocky, but you know, anyway. <laughs> well, I know how much he got paid for Tron. He shouldn't be that cocky, but no. he's Ooh. still cool. He is. Um, so that's cool. Yeah, no, the, tr- uh, what, what else is, uh, exciting? The Disney stuff, the Warner Brothers stuff, Warner Brothers always does a great job with their panel. Um, and of course they're previewing Man of Steel and everyone's waiting with bated breath to see yes. if Snyder working with Nolan can actually get a good Superman movie off the ground in today's day and age. I think there's some question as to whether or not you can make the character relevant. Um, no, but yeah. they're sinking a lot of money into it. I'm so. super excited for that. More so than a lot of upcoming stuff. I want to see a big Superman... like A really good Superman movie, I guess I should say. Superman Returns yeah. was one of the bigger cinematic disappointments in the past, like, a few decades, you know? Yeah, I mean, and it, I know a lot of people who just out and out hate it. I don't hate it. It's it's an admirable misfire. There's there's a lot that I admire in it, but it's you know fatally flawed by two uncharismatic leads, and um, just by virtue of the fact that it's so beholden to the Donner movies that all you can think about is the Donner movies while you're watching Superman Returns and how right. this is not that cool and that's not Christopher Reeve and that's not Margot Kidder yeah. and this isn't as much fun as those were. Right. So why aren't they just doing something new? Because yeah. we've kind of seen it all before. Brian Singer just uh, wanted to write that love letter, and uh, he got it out of his system. Well, he wrote it, and it's affectionate, and it's out there, and it costs $300 million. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and Crazy. there you go, David Reddish, proving he uh, he can talk the talk for, knows everything, knows all the ins and outs, and that's just a little taste of the, of, of the book. So well, so where, where can people get the book? They can get it on Amazon. They can get it on Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's available for download. You can go to sexdrugsuperheroes.com uh, and you can get a link to both of those pages. Or you can come out to Comic-Con on Friday, uh, the 13th, and uh, get a copy there. Yeah, so, yeah definitely check out the website. What was that website again? sexdrugsuperheroes.com. Yeah, and you can see David did these cool promotional uh, things of like different characters. Um, oh, yeah, the photographs. Yes, yes, they're yeah. really cool. No, they are really neat. Do you actually have an Ouroboros tattoo tattoo on you, or was that like uh, a? No, that was that was uh, airbrushed. On, nice. Um, but the Ouroboros, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because that's actually a tease for part two. 
Mm. And ultimately, part three of Sex, Drugs, and Superheroes, mm. the Ouroboros, um, which is hinted at with this, you know, the Smashing Pumpkins song, the end is the beginning, is the end, is a major motif throughout the whole book. You know, it's the song that everyone has stuck in their heads. Um, but it, it, which refers to the sort of cyclical nature of time, and which is apropos, I think, for comic books because they're kind of these self-renewing. Yes. Loops. Nobody is ever dead forever. You know, of course, Gene Gary is going to come back from the dead. Of course, Jason Todd's going to come back from the dead. Of course, someone's going to die and be back a year later. Mm-hmm. You know, they sort of the status quo is it's never really upset for very long. Um, and the Ouroboros is 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 you know a transcendent symbol of that for the characters. So, what are you guys saying, Aurora Borealis? Oh. <laughs> Ouroboros. It's the snake eating its tail. Cue. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. that's our cue. <laughs> uh, well, and on that cue. <laughs> <laughs> well, David, we really appreciate you coming on. And uh, sex, drugs, sex, drugs, and superheroes is really exciting. I, I, I'm thrilled that you are doing this cool stuff out there. Being a fellow UCF uh, Central Florida graduate. Oh, you are too. I okay. am, and uh, we all are here. Yeah, huh? um, I don't want to give anyway clues to my past, but oh, yeah, there's a big one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering we used to call it You Can't Finish, so there have only been a handful of us to make it out of there. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> or under construction forever. But uh, well, that's also true. You, you and the guy who wrote Surrogates, uh, David Vitteretti? Anyway, we met him at Heroes Con. I mean, Two great UCF success stories, uh, and uh, yeah, you can finish and do great things. <laughs> but no, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure, and uh, even though we, we won't be there in person, we'll be there in spirit, and certainly we'll blow up you know Facebook and you know promote this as much as we can. So, but By all means, and it's getting good reviews. I just want to point that out to the 90 publishers who rejected it. No. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my one bitter moment. We just got we just the advocate this week named it uh, the hot. We're on the hot list, actually. So awesome! Yeah, I saw them. That's uh, fantastic. One of the hot things of the week, and in fact, I, I'm officially this week hotter than Channing Tatum. What? So, no. Nice. No. I beat Channing Tatum on the list. I am not as hot as Glenn Close, but I am well. hotter. <laughs> you know, that's a great byline or a great uh, thing to say. You know, I'm hotter than Channing yeah, Tatum. Yeah, put it on your Twitter. Oh, yeah. Your, his Twitter is uh, The Gay Magneto. The Gay Magneto. Follow him. Uh, the website is Um The book is Sex, Drugs, and Superheroes A Savage Journey into a Wretched Hive of Scum and Supervillainy. Fantastic. Well, again, thanks so much. And, and oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, you're gonna do that? Yes, I'm gonna do it. Jesus. Um. Ha- okay. Actually, this is sort of a test too. Hey, David, Uh-oh. have you ever yeah. listened to an episode of Flame On? Yeah. Okay. How do we end every episode? <laughs> oh, you set yourself up for failure here, my friend. <laughs> See, Do you remember? The one I listened to was where you guys talked about Prometheus, and it was like two and a half hours long. What? Uh, you didn't so make I it to the end. You know, when you were signing off, I had to actually... I was doing this at the studio, so I actually had to get up and look busy. So <laughs> when you guys were winding down, I actually just kind of cut it off. I'm like, okay, they're done. Oh, okay. Well, I'll give you a hint. We we say the opposite of flame on. Which is flame out. Oh, it's new! Oh, See, we've I had, don't mind that. We've had people say ice off. <laughs> um, what did comic book... Uh, geek say. I think he said ice off. Yeah, was he yeah. ice off? Uh, anyway. And we're dragging this out way too long. Flame yeah. out. I'll take f- f- flame out. Flame out. Flame out. <laughs>
<laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 